Welcome to Monsters, Myths, and Legends, a gathering hub of stories from all over the world. Things we find fascinating, from mythos and tales to historical events and figures to ideas and concepts. Humans have been telling stories throughout the ages, and by listening, you are now participating in humanity's longest tradition. My name is Mix. I just find everything really fascinating. This is just kind of an excuse to let my ADHD hyperfixation rabbit hole bloom and blossom. We also have my other two uh, hosts here. We've got Dallin and Spart. What's up? Howdy. I'm Spart. I'm Dallin. I like gaming, and I also find mythical creatures very fascinating. You'll probably notice very early on most of my episodes are about mythical creatures. Dallin, do you like gaming too? Oh, I, I fucking, I, yeah, I freaking love gaming, man. I also, I love this uh, podcast just because it's a way to uh, explore creatures that I've never heard about and deep dive into their lore and everything, share that information with other people that might be interested in it. Dallin. Yeah. When I say witch, what comes to your brain? Um... Immediately, what comes to my brain is uh, Freya from Norse mythology. Oh, really? Yeah, either that or the Sanderson sisters. So, you know, two uh, different oh, from Hocus categories. Pocus. Very two yes. different <laughs> But those are, but Freya is the first one that comes to mind when I think of a witch. Really? Oh, okay. I didn't even see her in my research. Uh, I was fishing for something like the witches. Uh, what were they called? The Sanderson sisters. From Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I was fishing for that one. Spart, what, what what are you? When I when I think of witch, I think of the traditional like marketed Halloween witch. She's got like the broom that she rides on with the you know the black witch hat and the the robes and like a black cat. That's just kind of what I grew up as witch. Like I as I've I've learned more other witches, but that's still like my default witch. And that's probably just because I really like halloween so forever those stereotypes will be stuck in my brain. luckily i do think you align with most people's part when the idea of a witch comes around is that the traditional halloween witch is usually what comes to mind the google definition so this is very service level uh says a person thought to have magical powers especially evil ones popularly depicted as a woman wearing a black cloak and pointed hat and flying on a broomstick that's the basic definition but we're not basic here, so I spent maybe four hours deep diving into witches. That's a very common, especially because the pointy black hat comes from the fact that pilgrim hats were shaped like that. Absolutely correct. I did not know that. Fun full effect for you. Sprinkle that in there. I just have this randomly uh, uttered in my notes, and I think this is very important if we're uh, moving forward. This is from history.com. Unruly feminine powers that tapped into the darkest aspects of Halloween is what they kind of yeah. define the witch as. <laughs> Unruly yeah. feminine powers. Dude, if I meet a woman that has that as her Tinder bio, like, I'm right there with her. Unruly feminine. Swipe right on that. Oh, that should be my new Discord bio. Oh my god, we're gonna do that. Yes! I'm going to put that on my uh, dating sites for the bio <laughs> right now. <laughs> Looking for unruly feminine. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the best way to find a date. Oh my god. Witches, a lot of sources do mention witches as coming from pagan roots. The word witch comes from the word wicca. Also, witchy, I believe is how I say that. It's like, oh, it was like leche, 
Wicce. It's spelled W-I-C-C-E instead of W-I-C-C-A. Wicca being the feminine version and Wicce, the masculine version of witchcraft. Wicca and Wicce are defined as wise one. So it literally means somebody with wise skill or whatnot. You know, that's okay. interesting how I portray witches. Like once you think beyond the surface level thoughts, it's very interesting how those are tied together. Oh, yeah. And so the first known witches, they were referred to as wise women or, you know, Wicca. I I don't know exactly how they would have phrased it, but, you know, it kind of all ties together. But basically, these wise women were the first mention of women in the medical field, too, as well. These were women that practiced being midwives, healers, and herbalists. And I want to point out uh, during this time, this is this is in the 1300s, 1200s, 1300s, when the... you know, a witchcraft started to become a thing. And so a lot of it was uh, trial and error, uh, trying to figure out what worked and what didn't work in terms of uh, helping people recover from ailments and everything like that. So it's kind of like a mixture of, oh, this thing actually helps you with, uh, you know, you got an upset stomach, eat this plant, this actually helps with a little bit of like, ooh, here's this charm. I'm going to wave this over your stomach and I'll help the healing process. Which, to be fair, there was an article saying that what that did, even though it was uh, superstitious, it did help create a more personal connection between the patient and the wise woman or wise men performing these. Because it added like a sense of comfort, kind of like how doctors will give kids like stickers or suckers at the doctor's office. It, like the sticker's not going to help them heal, but it makes them feel better and it creates that connection and trust and everything like that. So that's kind of how the early traditions were kind of a mix of actual beneficial medical practices while uh, still using some pseudoscience. And oftentimes these wise women were worshipped as powerful women uh, for their magical gifts. That kickstarted the idea of witchcraft, them traveling around, helping people. Beginning of the 1300s, when the Catholic Church started to see witches as an evil extension of the devil in that way. And it didn't start out as like a deep hatred. It was more of, oh, these women aren't really practicing, you know, the word of God. So we're just going to we're just going to try to ignore them for the longest bit. Right. But the whole idea of uh, which is being referred uh, people being referred to, which is that early on would make sense with the Norse mythology and why there was all, a lot of the women were considered witches, especially ones that were dealing with like uh like Freya, who's dealt with fertility, sex, war, love, beauty, all that. Because it could do with the um, medicine trying to help with certain of those uh, items. Oh, yeah. And the idea of witches, uh, kind of, these wise women, again, they was all over the continent. It was just... It was just people who picked up these practices and just traveled around to help people. Like, a lot of them were midwives, which, do you guys know what midwives are? Um, I think no. I know, but I could be completely wrong. It's basically women that help other women during childbirth is what a midwife is. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. I, I, don't worry. I had to search that up too. All right. It's... <laughs> I've heard that term, and I think I would have been okay with my general idea, but yeah yeah anyways they just helped during childbirth and oftentimes women preferred their help over a guy's help it was the 1300 christianity sweeped across europe that's about the time you start seeing your first witch trials again they weren't like as bad as they got later and uh, again most of uh 
you know, most factions just kind of ignored them because again, uh, I got the impression that they weren't joining or they were non-believers in the church. So they, uh, they weren't like enemies, but the church wasn't fully on board with them during that time. And they just uh, originally just wanted to ignore the existence of these guys. They're like, you don't matter. Don't care. It was in the 1500s where uh, the Protestants and Catholics were in direct competition to gain followers between each other. So think of it like uh, U.S. debates between Republican and Democrats here in the States. Like they're just trying to get as many people on their side and they kind of don't care how they do it. That's when they started to direct their attention towards uh, basically witches because they were an easy target. They didn't believe in the church and they had like this mystical magic power and whatnot. And that was really easy for them to turn and use that against them is because, you know, they're mysterious. Who knows what they can do? And they have all these properties or what if this, they decide to do this and da, 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 da. So that's when this is uh, the 1500s. That's when the thick of the witch trial started. They started prosecuting women for witchcraft. There was a book called the Malleus Malfurcaranium. The manual's vivid descriptions would serve as a platform for zealous witch hunters to act as their prejudices for over 200 years. At this time, the Malleus Malficurum, I'm just going to say Malleus for all future references, just because that's a hard word. I'm dyslexic. Uh, Malleus for future references was second to the Bible in terms of popularity. I think the Bible is the most common book back then. And so this was the second most common book for roughly 200 years at that time. It would provide witch hunters uh, signs and clues on how to spot a witch. Usually it focused on targeting women who lived alone. Uh, so it targeted older women, uh, widows, and uh, you know just women who didn't want to have marriage or anything like that. So if you, if you were a woman and living alone, your chances of being called out as a witch were much higher. And the only thing that, it, it varied town from town, but a couple towns had this rule where three of your neighbors had to accuse you of having one of these symptoms or signs from this uh, manuscript. I don't know if symptoms is the right word, but. It seems right. It's just really fun in the context. I diagnose you with witch. I mean, that's kind of how it was. There was no, like, there was no, like, judicial process or whatever. All you had to do was have three people say that, yeah, they're acting in this way. Uh, they're a witch. And they would almost take action immediately. Um, so, not a great time uh, for women during that. Um, this is, let's see, another another part of the book. I want to highlight is while torturing women under examination, the malice, uh, the book of the manuscript warned the torturer not to make eye contact with her as her evil powers might cause the torturer to develop feelings of compassion. You, you mean you could look into somebody and see a human and like, you mean guilt for what you're doing. <laughs> Basically the book said, do, don't don't try to have feelings of guilt or whatever towards this person. It no, they'll bewitch you. 
They use their eyes to get a connection. To oh your no, soul. they're suffering, and you'll attach attachment to, or you'll get attached to that. <laughs> you'll feel bad that you're hurting yeah. them. Oh my god, yeah. And this is kind of where I'm gonna put a little bit of disclaimer. We'll see how bad it gets, but I'm just gonna put that here. Future mix here. Head over to 1707 if you want to skip this section. Although it's not as bad as I originally anticipated, but if you just want to gloss over it, just head over to 1707. Back to your regular scheduled program. If you want to skip ahead and to the pod, go ahead. But I, I want people to kind of know what happened because this was a brutal time for women. If you weren't being upheld to the church's standards, they basically found an easy excuse to execute you so yeah timestamp going in now final chance go getting into what they would do to women the most common is uh, burned at the stake literally they were burning people alive which uh i read a stat somewhere ago that being burned alive and drowning were two of the worst ways to go and again uh they would uh hold these out in the middle of a public forum in the middle of town I uh, think Castlevania with, uh, if you guys have seen that one, there's a scene where Dracula's wife is being accused of uh, witchcraft, which actually that's a very accurate representation now that I think about it of what witchcraft was, is she was just practicing science and medical technology and whatnot. Just, she just knew modern medicine. Yeah, modern for the, t- it was like ahead of its time. And because uh people saw her doing that they burned her alive at the stake so that's actually a really good representation the church uh the second most common way would be beheadings they would just i don't even think they use guillotines or anything like that across my research there wasn't anything so i can only imagine they just use an axe and a stump and again a lot of these people were innocent women malice book the the witch hunting book Assisted with hunters in the gruesome tasks of diagnosing and punishing so-called witches, the book described that these women were sexually vulnerable and therefore easy to prey on for the devil. What else is a woman but a foe to friendship, wrote the monks. They are evil, lecherous, vain, and lustful. All witchcraft comes from carnal lust, which is in women, insatiable, and that, that came from monks during that time. Also, monks had a thing against witches, witches during that time, too, which everybody just against witches i put that quote in there just because i'm like that just shows the mentality of the time but that was the the, uh but then i found something else about the monks not liking witches too so like it wasn't a good reputation all around i'm no historian but the fact that in the book it says that these women who are witches are sexually vulnerable probably implies that these women were sexually vulnerable and probably got taken advantage of before even being accused as a witch too yeah that wouldn't surprise me a lot of time these are just innocent women towards the thick of it during the 1600s they were just basically taking women left and right like there was uh there was one town in germany where there was no woman left in the town like they just killed them all because of superstition and because the a more powerful entity told them that they were evil and people just took with that and ran and just became so violent towards these women it's just an interesting thing that i've noticed because i think this is not a second time we brought a a subject to the forefront in this podcast 
and learned that Christianity demonized them, the first being dragons uh, that we talked about. I just find, like, no disrespect whatever religions you believe in, but I do find that very interesting how almost in a sorts to have overall control of what people believe or their what they follow to take anything else that's hard to explain and like make it seem evil and therefore hated it's absolutely control tactics because in order for uh christianity to spread it as it is it couldn't just like you know kill everybody and start over so they kind of had to reform old ideas and beliefs uh or demonize them so as an example you see witches which were self-independent women and as uh as christianity as i understand it is very male dominated uh they couldn't have these independent women especially if they practice magic and the lord is magic uh that is in uh conflict with beliefs and whatnot also again using uh uh the protestants and the catholics using it to kind of gain more followers to their side it's gross <laughs> that's the best way i could say it is gross no for sure so obviously those religions have shifted and morphed some of their views to today so we're not facing the same stuff but back then it was just what they're doing is absolutely awful i do appreciate you uh coming with me to kind of a, the darker side of things i'll lighten up a little bit and we'll get, make a couple more mentions as we go forward for the people who skipped ahead but I do not want history to be forgotten because this type of stuff is very uh, like, I think it's important to see how people reacted to what we saw as mystical and how easy it is for people to take a turn. Moving forward a little bit uh, there, it kind of died off. The most recent note is the Salem witch trials, which happened in America. And that was an odd abnormality just because it, it did kind of happen almost like, almost a hundred years after the witch trials died off and over in America of all places and not even in Europe. So, yeah. So, and at the time, you know, uh, what America's 300 years old ish somewhere around there. And so it's kind of an odd, uh, it's an odd footnote. It was a weird one, but also just goes to show how a little bit of misinformation and hysteria can make a whole make people freak out couple talked about kind of how it affected it my i just kind of wanted to highlight out uh, how this affected women in the medical field witchcraft was kind of a combination of actual medicine and whatnot but it did kind of force a lot of women who d were practitioners during that time and actually practicing medicine with their male counterparts to step back from that role due to fear of being sought out as a witch the depiction of which has definitely died down. They've uh, taken that pop culture Halloween-esque vibe from Hocus Pocus and like uh, even uh, more of a popular pop culture stance. Usually they still are referred of women with evil powers and whatnot uh, there. However, after all these events shake down and the modern age, uh, the Wicca religion did spring from the idea of this. And I'm going to... Uh, turn it over to Spart for a little bit. He is actually wearing a Wicca shirt right now. Uh, I am. You which can't is see fantastic. it because we're only audible. But it's it's it covers a lot of what Wicca does just in one simple shirt. It's got the faces of the moon. It has some um, uh, different herbs and mushrooms along with some gemstones. 
And that kind like very loosely covers a lot of what modern Wicca is. It's just uh, essentially attuning yourself or aligning yourself um, with nature. And I just, just in case Mix didn't believe that I do actually do some Wicca stuff. I also, another thing that modern day Wicca uh, stuff can be is like tarot readings or oracle readings, which I do have. In fact, I have an oracle of the witch. And this one's really interesting because you can ask it certain questions. The idea is that these certain energies or spirits around you will help guide the cards that you need to see to answer your questions. Or even if you just want to know, this this deck was really fun. If you're curious like what magic you might be most attuned to, um, you can kind of use this deck to help with that. I also have a small book of spells. Um, again, it's over... not. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, obviously, in my mind, I do a lot of D&D dragon stuff. So when you think spell, you think, like, like an extension of, like, energy being produced from you to produce, like, an alternate effect. But it's just, it's things to sort of connect and ground yourself with nature, whether that's, um, you know, lighting candles and um, smelling, having that smell or using that energy to uh, cleanse yourself or just going out in nature and finding and discovering things or letting yourself think. Um, as far as modern day Wicca goes, I remember the, the, some of the more important things I remember is just aligning yourself with elements. So water, um, which is highly associated with the moon or obviously bodies of water, stuff like that. Earth, which could be either crystals or even herbs and stuff like that. Air, which can be things like burning incense and um, uh, like candles and stuff like that. And then fire, which obviously is also candles and incense. And each of them tie into one another. Um, and you, uh, the, the overall goal is to balance and have all of those in, in or around your environment when you're going throughout your day. Um, that's most of what I know for modern Wicca. Just an extra fun thing to do um, if you're not one to believe in the spirits or energies of the universe. It could be harder to look into, but if you kind of allow to think of that extra little side of like how everything does have different energies or can affect you in different ways, it definitely can improve. But some one last thing I'll say for this is it's very interesting how they have to almost fight the... Um, allegations that Wic wicca and magic have these days because some of the first things i ever read when i was looking into it is most modern day wicca stuff is used for personal good or gain you should never look or try to use harmful spells in fact most of my books that i have here um, all three of these they just have you know things that are just help you in a daily life or help friends or family but all of them make a point to try to stray away from causing negative energy and to just spread and continue positive. So good vibes is what, what comes good vibes. Like the, the, the overall vibe is good vibes, like to enjoy yourself and to connect with the world around you. I had a coworker. I don't know if she was uh, part of the Wicca or whatnot, but I remember she was so frustrated with somebody once 
that she's like, I'm going to cast a spell on them. So the next time they eat their favorite ice cream, they'll be sad or something like that. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> I go off, I guess. There are some people that, that yeah. uh, are similar to that level. And just because they promote good energy does not mean it always will. Um, I've met several people at my place of work uh, who talk about how they've been uh, hexed or somebody's cursed them or stuff like that. Um, but I do, I do always enjoy when, cause I, I've been around a few witches in my life. Um, and there have been times where they're, they get so inconvenienced that they're just like, I'm going to curse somebody to be mildly inconvenienced. They never, they never threaten like anything big. It'll just be like the next time they go and like open their car door, they're going to slam their pinky just a little hard and it's going to hurt for like a second. Yeah. I love that it's not like, uh, oh, I hope you like uh, something terrible happens, like your third shot. It's like, no, no I just want you to be a little inconvenience for me. Actions slightly. like the, just slightly. It's, it's just like they're looking for karma, and it's like they, they... Pre pretty much, yeah. Um, and I, I, I also want to disclose before we end, uh, end off. Me, I don't know Wicca, and I obvious I haven't looked into it a whole ton, and I have these books. And I have a whole box of like candles and herbs and stuff like that, but I haven't used it in a couple months now at this point. It was something I got really interested in and then I moved and I have a restricted space to practice that sort of stuff. So I might not have the full understanding of it, but that is at least what Wicca is for me. On that note, again, I actually really kind of want to look into what Wicca really is. I There's totally meant to do so that much. with this podcast. I could do a full episode on it, really. Like yeah. I wanted to start talking about like, color magics and like moon magics yeah. and stuff like that but there there's so much that could be covered that i was like i'm gonna be rambling here if i tell everything that i know and that's totally <laughs> fine i totally meant to research it so thank you spart tying in the what you said it was kind of like self-healing getting into with nature right yeah kind of going into it sounded like it kind of came from paganism i mentioned at the beginning but uh yeah. But yeah, it was like usually women or men that tapped into the natural world with Mother Nature and Father Sky. So it kind of came full circle. It kind of looked it, like it really did. Yeah, it came back to its roots a little bit, which I am very happy for. Dude, some people need to go and to get better with nature. I'll tell you that much. No, whether and whether you're superstitious or not, like it is scientifically proven just being with nature is super beneficial for you in oh, a yeah. million ways. It's like we uh as a human species were in nature for a while you know weird yeah <laughs> it's weird how that works there's actually a thing uh i was reading or was listening to something that helps with adhd and i think it extends to autism too people with adhd enjoy being out in nature more the there's a theory out there that adhd brains are really were really adapt for hunting during that time and so being able to just let your brain exist in an environment it's, it was meant to be attuned towards really helps those people out a lot. And I think another thing that helps is nature is not designed to stimulate you at every moment. Like it can, and like nature's very pretty, but you're not constantly being like put at these things that like you know are like going to catch your attention. It, you you can feel the liveness. You can feel like there's stuff going on in nature, but it's not overwhelming if, uh, versus like stuff that's meant to stimulate people. Like I, 
I remember going down to Vegas and I had a I had a realization last time that there's just a lot of noise and lights and everything like that. It's very overstimulating. But like anytime I go into nature, I'm like, oh, this is nice and relaxing. Like this is fantastic. Next time I do a Vegas trip, I'm taking sunglasses and earplugs. Legit I bought the earplugs in Vegas and I just like kept them in while I walked down the street. And it was like it was still loud. But it was only the things that were, like, really loud. I wasn't hearing, like, every individual conversation that was going on as I was passing by. And it really did help, like, not wanting to die. (laughs) (laughs) Helped you focus there. So, moving on. We're going to do categories already. So, uh, yeah. First one up is what is your guys' favorite pop culture witch? Or a witch from pop culture. Derp, you want to go first? I can go first. Um, Yeah, I mentioned them, but Sanderson Sisters. I'm a big Hocus Pocus fan. Um, Absolutely love the first movie. And the second movie did just as amazing. If not, you know, it gave a very similar vibe to the first one, which I really liked. Uh, but it dove more into their like backstory. It did really well considering there wasn't a plan. Yeah, exactly. And I I did like the fact that it um dove more into their history and it showed what happened with them being ostracized from their village and stuff like that. Just because uh, Winifred, who's the the main one, uh, she just looked slightly different from every all the other uh, women in the village, which leads into. What Mix was talking about, how people would be singled out for being witches for just having, like, moles. Exactly. Which I think is just a perfect way to do that with keeping, like, the history of what happened during the Salem and bringing it into a cartoony feel. But no, I I really like uh, the Sanderson sisters. For my witch, and full disclosure, I've not finished the show yet, but I really want to. It seems like fun. But I've been, I promised my aunt I'd watch it with her. Um, but it's the Owl House lady. Oh, I the forgot owl about lady them. from Owl House. Oh, um, what is her name? Edith. Isn't that her I, name? Edith. Edith. Yes, yeah. Sorry. yeah. I, I, again, that shows I haven't finished the show. But um, when Mix posed that question, that was the first uh, oh, witch that popped into my head. That is, was her. That is such a good witch. I didn't even think of her. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I swear I know witches, and I couldn't think of one. So I, I have a solid backup. But yeah, I, I looked up like I thought of her, and then I was I looked up some, and I after looking up some, I'm like, ah, I've heard of these before, but Edith is the only one that like I have actually like watched a bit of. And besides, the Sanderson sisters were my runner up. Yeah, I'm gonna honorable mention. She wasn't actually a witch, but uh, Cass Dracula's wife. Uh, mid podcast episode yeah. was a really good depiction of what was going on during that time. Right. Yeah, what was her name? I forget. It I was. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> fake I fans. Remember. I know fake we're fans. Fake well fans. for one, but <laughs> she is in one episode. She, she is in only the first episode. That is, and then she's and only last referred episode. to as uh, oh, was she in the Dracula's wife? She... I didn't know. Right. She she is in last. I haven't ep- finished the series. Oh, don't tell me what happened. Oh, sorry. No, my bad. No, don't don't, don't say any more. I I'm gonna I have thoughts, but I'm also just thinking it might be a flashback sequence. It, it yeah, they kind of flash back to them every so often. Anyways, so my actual one, my first thought is there's a comic called War and Peas. 
And uh, I don't know if you've seen their stuff. I'll do a little bit of screen share. Is this Bone that you're talking about? Or is it, no, 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 the no, comic no. called War and Peace? Uh, it's like an online comic series. Uh, they're just kind of like one-offs. But there's this witch character that comes back every once in a while. Yes. Oh, shit. No, she's a vampire. Never mind. Sorry, I was thinking of a different one that came to my mind, and I was I was gonna say her name. That's the comic. Uh, basically, she's like talking about her vampire roommate in this one. I think this is one of her more famous comics. Is this one here? She looks familiar. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The comic kind of goes again. <laughs> check out her Instagram. But the comic goes to stop, uh, abolish the patriarchy once and for all. Raise your wand, sisters, and it's a group of witches. And then uh, one of the wands is a. Uh, is uh one of girls favorite um the fun it's a vibrator (laughs) i'm not gonna beat her i'm beating the bush it's a vibrator (laughs) i fair fair so what when i thought of witches this is who i think of first is this witch Uh, i don't know if very guilty witch holding a vibrator yeah i don't know if the witch has a name but she's she's one of my favorite her comics are pretty solid Last thing, just because I thought it'd be fun, because witches were more healers than uh, evil women with power. Right, 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 right. Um, let's see, where is it? Where's the question? All right. Uh, one final thing for you guys. Okay. If you had the choice between being a healer back in the day or the devil's servant, which one would you choose? <laughs> see, I know what Mix picked. Because Mix always brings this up whenever the conversation of like what superpowers do you want, Mix always says, I want to have the ability to heal people. It would be such a good ability. You could do help so many people. But I, I I'm a little edgelord boy. I want to be the devil servant. I mean, I have to agree with Spart here. I think being the devil <laughs> servant would be pretty fun. I mean, who knows what kind of powers you'd have from that. I mean, I don't heal. think it would be. I think he'd be an awful boss. He probably doesn't even have dental, but <laughs> But I mean, you do have the potential to heal with his power. Maybe it's like uh, watching Renfield, where it is a to curse. Be fair and granted, I haven't read the Bible, but it does appear that the devil does a fair amount of all right things. Yeah, like he's not—he's not just a, an evil being. Again, and I could be wrong because I haven't read it, but this is from what I've heard talking to other people about it but he, he he does he does do some good thing he gave a he gave a dude a golden fiddle once i heard about that they gave uh eve a golden apple uh, he likes giving people gold what he's like mr beast he's he's a great guy <laughs> mr beast is the devil <laughs> slap that on the thumbnail there you go you're it click i i that i think that was the intention is he not should I not be all right with him? Mr. Maybe Beast? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, people try yeah, to Mr. cancel him all the time. But as far as I can tell, most of the cancellations are pretty shallow compared to the amount of stuff of actual good he's done. So uh, as far from as what, I know, Mr. For most of the time solid. I heard, and again, maybe I haven't been looking at the same news stuff as you, but it's like Mr. Beast was like rude and aggressive at the airport once because I tried to get a photo and it's like, okay, he's not obligated to talk to you all the time. It's also, he's a human and airports are the worst to get through anyway. Oh yeah. I can definitely see somebody being irritated to just trying to get through an airport. Also thing with celebrities, don't do that. Like go up and ask, but don't like, you know, 
be rude or anything like that. <laughs> and and if they say no, just respect that. That's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're also a human, and they're just yeah. trying to go about their lives. Oh, 100%. So, you know, just, just be a nice human. Uh, don't burn any women at stakes or behead them. Yeah, don't. You know what? I think we did decide that that's probably something we should stop doing. I'm glad as society we finally figured that out after... Hold on. When did this start? Uh, 1300s. It went all the way. It reached its peak in the 1600s, but Salem kind of dragged it out to the 1700s. What was that? I'm I'm glad we figured it out after 400 years. We're really on top of this, guys. Oh, you know, it just that's just how it happened, man. And we wonder why there was so much illness around those times as well. I didn't even mention the plague. That was another reason the church. Oh, oh my God. I forgot about the plague. That was another the plague. reason. Dude, one in three people were dying during the black plague. Oh, and that yeah, was happening during this time. Stuff. And people, uh, the church also blamed the plague on witches because for even though reason. the witches probably yeah. were good and could have helped. For whatever reason, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, this is uh, an expert from Neil deGrasse Tyson I'm pulling from, but for whatever reason, uh, people, excuse me, people thought cats were one of the causes of black, no, wait, it's because cats were associated with witches, especially, uh, oh, I see uh, where this is going, especially black cats, but cats in general, uh, witches usually had a familiar and Mm -hmm. uh, a common one was cats. And so people would just kill cats because the superstition of witches during that time. And they thought witches were the cause of the Black Plague. So by extension, if they killed the cat, it's helping towards it. And the exact opposite. It did the exact opposite result of what they wanted because we realized it was mice were carrying the plague or it was like a flea carrying the plague and mice. Anyways, uh, mouse was involved and. By doing that and having less cats in the area, which cats are really great for building civilizations. Uh, that's I want that as a whole other episode. But, yeah. By killing all these cats, it helped increase the rat numbers. And so it increased the, uh, the capacity of the plague being able to spread around easier. So, the, so not only did all these innocent women die we went through and killed all the cats made our situation worse any what last thoughts do you have on witches before we wrap up they're pretty neat um i again i the past year or so um with where i've been working i've met uh three or four different witches now and it's very fun very interesting to learn the sort herbal stuff and so i will be continuing to look into it and uh doing some modern day wicca myself but the way they were treated was bad but they're cool so i like the idea of uh (laughs) i like the idea more of um getting more in touch with nature because i feel like that's something um we lack in modern day like what's they're still there but a lot more people are less focused on it and i think it would really help a lot of people if they were to just spend a afternoon out in nature on a hike or something well, beautiful. I, I think, I think, I think we're, oh, uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up. I aspire to be a witch one day. I think it'd be fantastic. And I'll keep you guys posted on my witching journey. I still need to figure out the proper terming because I feel like there's always a different name for the male witch. But then every time I like yeah. bring it up, some people are like, yeah, no, the males can be known as witches because it's not quite a warlock. Um, it's defining yourself is very interesting. But other than that, 
I, I don't know. I mean, I've, do you. Uh, maybe I should have mentioned this earlier, which is usually a female term, but there have been male witches. You didn't mention but, that. But, uh, wait, I understand it. There were also warlocks that kind of fall into the male witch thing. I, I don't know. We'll figure that out. We have many a podcast episodes ahead of us, so we will figure that out for you, dear listeners. Indeed. Exactly. Beautiful. And thank you for listening to Monsters, Myths, and Legends. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.